Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Made to Make It. This is Marche, the one and only, here to let you know, even though you may be going through it, you are made to make it through it. Oh, yeah. Now, I know I'm back. I've been on a long hiatus, so to speak. It's a new year, 2020, a.k.a. clear sight, clear vision. And a lot has already taken place, so I'm going to get right into it. Weed. Oh, yes. The moneymaker that is... Marijuana. Here in the Chicagoland area at January 1st, it was legalized on a much bigger scale. It's legalized on a recreational scale and on a medical scale because it is a medicine. And so they went on ahead and legalized it. The few dispensaries that they did have, they ran out of weed. And so that lets you know that it's a lot of money to be made. In the first 30 days, the dispensaries reported a $40 million intake. So they made $40 million in the first 30 days, and that's just the start. So if you can get involved in the marijuana business and the dispensary business, I really encourage it because it's going to be a great moneymaker. They are switching uh, opiates to weed uh, in a prescription form because a lot of people are being prescribed these opiates by the doctors and they are beginning to be hooked it, because when the prescription runs out that need is still there in the body and the next thing to take uh, that will be available to match that high so to speak is heroin so whether they know it or not they are turning people out and getting them hooked on heroin and they don't want to do that anymore well, they act like they don't want to do it anymore, but the market is still flooded with pills. I know in the Chicagoland area, you can get any drug you want, especially here in America, Pier, We consume about 40% of the hard drugs. Uh, and so, you know, it's a lot of people that's in pain. That's one thing about drugs. I look at it as a, a mini vacation, so to speak. Uh, so, you know, when you get to consuming drugs, you, you had a bad day, you just want to feel good immediately. You know, drugs are all about immediate gratification. You don't have time to fly away and go to Hawaii or Peru or something like that. No. I had a bad day. I need to feel good right now. And so you go ahead and you do that drug. And that takes you to a better place, so to speak. But your problems are still there. So when that drug wears off, you back to reality. You back to facing the same problems that you had before you started consuming the drug. And if you want to feel good again, unfortunately, some people don't know anything to do but to do the drug again. So that puts you in a bad place. But weed is a good uh, drug. I feel as though we were made to consume marijuana, so to speak, because you can't overdose on marijuana. All of the other drugs that they prescribe, you can die from. You will die from if you over overdo it, you know. So with marijuana, you, there's a mechanism in your throat where... Instead of you overdosing and you dying, you'll just pass out. You'll go to sleep. Before you know it, you'll be waking up. But you won't die. Oh, no. And you're going to feel good. You're going to be more communicative. You're going to want to communicate. You're going to talk about how you feel, why you feel this way, what happened to make you feel this way. So, you know, weed is really a, a good drug that brings people together, so to speak. And that's something that they're going to start taking advantage of. So if you can, as I said, invest in, in stocks or direct business or edibles, which is 
going to be taking off within the next six months to a year. Go ahead and do it. This is the best time because this is the the ground floor, so to speak. This is the new start. And so go ahead and do what's right for you in your pockets. Oh, yeah. So next on the list, we want to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, 23 schools are closing in the Philadelphia area. The Republican-controlled Senate voted to close 23 schools, and they're going to invest in a business where there's going to be two brand-new prisons opened with a budget of $400 million. So somehow the state say they broke and they can't keep these schools open. But you all are going to invest in a brand-new prison system, state-of-the-art prison. And this thing is costing $400 million, $200 million for each prison. So they have found a way to go ahead and monetize and make a lot of money off prisoners, which is just free labor. And that's something we need to understand, that America started off with free labor. You know, they started off with slavery and making uh, Africans that they had uh, kidnapped and natives work for free, period, point blank. You're going to work all day and all night. Uh, we're going to give you one day off, which is Sunday, and you better be talking to Jesus if you're going to part your lips on Sunday. And other than that, you working your butt off for nothing. We're not giving you no money. We're going to give you some of the worst stuff for you. We got you, uh, three pounds of swine and a bucket of, of grain, which is why we enjoy grits. Because we uh, carry a lot of those same attitudes and a lot of those same um, just behaviors from generation to generation. You know, we pass down recipes. Oh, this is my great-great-grandma recipe. And... You know, and she did it like this, and it tastes so good. And, it's like, look, we have to let that stuff go. You know, because us being great people as we are, we have the ability to turn the worst into the best. And that's just who we are. But when you have free will, and if you are financially stable, I suggest you get the best. Instead of having to get the worst and turn it into the best, go ahead and start eating fruits and vegetables on a regular basis. Get consume alkaline water and uh, alkaline products because that's what your body really likes. Your body really appreciates fruit. You could tell the difference when you consume fruit because your body just thanks you. You feel tingly all over. Oh, your body like, you know, I really appreciate this. You know, I don't really like those potato chips and now all that candy you be eating. But this fruit, this pineapple right here, these apples, these grapes, watermelon, cantaloupe, oh, man, you know what I like, don't you? I ain't think you did, because you was eating bullshit on a regular basis. But now, I really feel like we own something. Oh, yeah, you looking for longevity. Now, you get to eating all these fruits and vegetables. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be here with you. But I tell you what, you better leave all that salt and all that sugar. Leave it right where it is. I don't want none of it. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. So you have to listen to your body when your body talk to you. And your body always got something to say, whether it be good or bad. He always talking to you. He just needs you to listen. But with the uh, prisons being such a big moneymaker in American society, period, because it's, it's free labor, and that's all America is about, really, capitalism and how they going to make the most money and spend the less money. They love taking shortcuts 
you know, and all. Well, you know, if it's going to be a 30 cent less, then let's go that route. Well, y'all going to do that and use cheaper products, which will degrade faster because you're not investing in the product. And so it leads to the consumer having to buy a new product very soon. And that's how they got it. Well, it's going to be a new product to come out every three to six months. And if you don't have the new product, there's something wrong with you. Uh, no, that's not how this works. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. But the way they got it set up, if you don't get the new product, your old product will start messing up on you, like the iPhone. If you ain't get the iPhone 11, and you say you still want to stick with the iPhone 8 or the iPhone 7 or iPhone 10 for that matter, it'll start messing up on you because they program it that way. After six months, it start me oh man, I can hear you, but you can't hear me type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I can get on the internet, but I can't see the internet. All type of issues start arising because they program the phone to last for six months because they come out with a new phone every six months. And so we need to get smart and come together and understand that just because they came out with a new product, that don't mean it's different. It got a different name, but it does the same thing your old phone did, so there's no need in you really getting a new one. No, 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 don't fall for that. Don't fall for that at all. Go ahead, keep what you got. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know what I'm saying? But we need to really invest in ourselves. And as parents, I'm not a parent, but as people who, uh, a lot of people do have kids, they have to take the initiative and start teaching their kids themselves because... It's obvious that the schools aren't going to be doing it. The schools don't love your kids like you love your kids. So if you want your kids to know something, you have to teach it to them themselves. They are still teaching that Christopher Columbus discovered America and all type of lies. You know, so, <clears throat> excuse me. So if you want to get that straight, you got to go ahead and tell your kids the truth yourself. You know, because... They switching it from uh, slavery to involuntary servants. That's what they said. Yeah, in, involuntary service. Like, fam, that's no, that was slavery. That wasn't just involuntary service. No, those were slaves. You know what I'm saying? You robbed them of their knowledge itself, period, point blank. And you made it illegal for those uh, individuals to read and write and learn, period. And the stuff that you taught them was all BS. And so since we are in the information age, it's important that you disseminate the right information to your kids because it is available to you. I know back in the day it wasn't available as it is now. Everyone has a phone. and Not everyone, but majority of people in America have phones. And if they don't have a phone, they have a TV in their home. And they have access to some type of, uh, to Google. And Google is popping these days. Google has all the information you need. Just type it in the space bar and it will come up. All you have to do is want to know the truth. Do you want to know the truth, or are you just comfortable with the lies? It's up to you. So next on the list, we're going to be talking about the Aaron Hernandez documentary. That was a great documentary. Shout out to Netflix for putting that together. I learned a lot about Aaron Hernandez. He was a young man. He was only 27 when he took his life, unfortunately. Uh... But in the documentary, it went over a lot of stuff. It took you behind the scenes to see that Aaron Hernandez had a troubled home life, which is where I believe a lot of monsters are born. 
you know, they are uh, created right there in the home. And his father, his father was a big football player, and he taught his sons how to play football when he died at a very early age. And his mother, with all the men out here in the world, she decides to go and marry his cousin, which really drove him away from her and forced him to not want to be at home. So he would leave his house as soon as he got up. He didn't want to be bothered with her. And he went and started hanging out with his other cousin, you know, the the daughter of the the cousin that was married to his mother. They actually bonded over that because, like, I can't believe your mother would marry my father, you know. And like, I can't believe she married him either, you know. So that brought them closer together. And unfortunately, the people that were hanging at that house were into a lot of drugs and just bad behavior. You know, you heard the saying, oh, you're running with the wrong crowd. And that's really what Aaron Hernandez started to do. But he always was involved in football. That's something that his father instilled in him. And so later on in life, he started going to college right after high school. He went to the Florida University of Gators. They had one of the best teams in the in America at that time. And many people know him as uh, just a great tight end. And his quarterback at the time was Tim Tebow. And Tim Tebow was famous all over America. Oh, man, he got a 316 on his face. Ain't nothing better, you know. He, he playing football and he loved the Lord. It don't get no better than that here in America. So they were playing together, and he was uh, trying to be a big influence on Aaron Hernandez, but Aaron Hernandez was on his own path. And he started out with some destructive stuff Well. One night at a club, you know, he's underage, like 19, you know, you got to be 21 to drink. And he in the club, because he a famous football star, he go to the Florida Gators, you know, he a member of the football team. And so, hey, when you a member of the football team, you get what you want, no questions asked. And so when it came time to pay for the bill, he said, I don't care how famous you are, you got to pay for this bill. You know, you've been drinking, now it's time to pay up. Aaron Hernandez didn't want to do that, so he ended up cold-cocking the guy, hit him right in his face, fire, knocked him out. So they called the police, and it turned out that the man didn't want to press charges because Aaron Hernandez was a big football star in the town that they were in, and so that would cause a lot of problems because in these small towns, the football team actually is the moneymaker, just like in a lot of small towns, the prison is the moneymaker for the town. And so you have everyone in the community working for the prison or rooting for the prison to stay open because it's the moneymaker. Same thing with the football team. No, you got to stay on the football team. You got to stay active so we can continue making billions of dollars. No, we're not going to mess that up. We're not going to kick you off the team or do no, nothing like that because you're doing something bad. No, no, no. We got to keep this money going. So, you know, we're going to look the other way on this and let you go ahead about your business. You stayed on the team. So, you know, Aaron Hernandez did that, and later on he uh, got drafted by the Patriots. And so he was from the Connecticut area. So that was good for him where he could just go home, but it was also bad because he didn't really have a home to go to. As I said, he really didn't communicate with his mom. Their relationship had became estranged ever since she married his cousin. So I can understand him on that. But he was a heavy drinker. And so when you get alcohol involved in any situation, uh, you are 
you liable to lose control of your senses, you know, and you just do what you feel like doing. You're not finna put any thought into what you're doing or why you're doing it. Nah, that's not what's gonna happen. And so, especially in football, where this is a heavily masculated sport, you're not gonna be disrespected or any form of disrespect will lead to an altercation, a physical altercation where you know not to disrespect me, so to speak. And so one night, some young men bumped into Aaron Hernandez, you know, and they didn't apologize or whatever it was. And he just, he left the club. He was with someone and they was talking to him like, man, you know, you famous, you know what I'm saying? People bumping into you all the time. You need to calm down. You need to relax. And he wasn't saying anything. He just seen the two young men walk out of the club and he just started following them. And they say that the two young men pulled up to a light he started firing. He just shot him. Unfortunately, uh, that's what he chose to do. And there were no charges brought in that case because, again, they didn't really even know Aaron Hernandez like that. They didn't know the perpetrator. You know, they just knew that he was a big dude and, and he had some tattoos on him. They didn't know, oh, this is the uh, Aaron Hernandez from the Patriots, you know. And so they were really... Uh, caught off guard because the altercation that happened in the club, they figured he had forgot about it or let it go, and he didn't, you know. And so when you consume alcohol on a regular basis, uh, you could turn really aggressive for no reason. You never know what's going through your head, you know, and alcohol can lead to a chemical imbalance because alcohol is strong within itself. So you really need not to consume that. But we in America, and it's all about the mighty dollar. Uh, next on the list, we're going to talk about Donald Trump not getting convicted. He was acquitted of all charges. The only Republican that voted to convict him was Mitt Romney. Shout out to Mitt Romney. And the one thing that I do say is that us as uh, people of color, especially African Americans, so to speak, we need to learn how to have a united front because that's one thing the public has had is a united front. And when you turn to CNN, you will see a lot of different Republicans talking stuff about oh, how they don't like Trump. He is uh, abusing his power. He's highly disrespectful. We need to get somebody else in office. But when it came time for them to vote him out of office, they presented a united front. They said, you know what, this is our man, this is a Republican, we do not go against Republicans who keep him in office. It doesn't matter how disrespectful he is to women, how disrespectful he is, period. We will have a united front. We sticking together. And we will not put our man out of office. And so we need to learn from that. Of course, we're we going to have our disagreements. You know, we're not going to agree on everything. But when it comes to the outside, when it comes to the public, we need to have a united front, and that's something that we need to adopt. Now, next, I'm going to talk about Mr. DeAndre Arnold, the teen uh, high school student who had to withdraw from graduation because they said he had to cut his dreadlocks. And, of course, this is down in Texas, down there where they feel as though wasn't nothing wrong with slavery. That's something we need to understand. There's still states that feel like, you know, slavery wasn't really a bad idea. That was really cool. I'll feel good if you brought that back. Yeah, well, seeing as you looked at all dark-skinned people as slaves or, or all melanated people as slaves and deserving to be a slave, like you could have ownership over them. 
which is really the top disrespect. Like, you can't own a thinking organism. It's really disrespectful, but that's what they believed. And so, you know, you can't be surprised when they pull a trump card and say something like, you got to cut your hair. This is his natural hair. His hair grows like this. And just because you are uncomfortable with his hair, you know, that's something you have to get over. He's just being himself. The creator made his hair to grow like that. Now, I know your hair just grow and then lay to the side, and you won't have a lot of different hairstyles that you can go to. Uh, you just got one thing that you mess with. Only thing you could really do was put some color in your hair, and that's about as far as it go. Stop hating. That's really what that's all about. Stop hating on the beauty of the black man and the black woman and embrace them. You love the music, you love the food, you love the culture, you love the people, but on the other end, you find as though it's cool to incarcerate black men and black women and have them work for free, which is it's 2020, you know, slavery had been abolished, except if you are convicted of a crime. And so they went on ahead and made up a whole lot of crimes if you take somebody over state, if you take a white woman over state lines with her permission, she's saying she got in the car. But if the police see y'all together, they can charge you with the crime because it's illegal to take a white woman over state lines. And so, you know, it's a lot of different other crimes where if you just standing in one spot and it's not a bus stop, you're loitering. You know, the amount of crimes that they came up with is preposterous, but it's all about money. You know, because that's what free labor is. The wardens of the prisons get hundreds and thousands, if not millions of dollars, for these contracts that they get into business with. And they have their prisoners as their workers, and they pay the prisoners seven cents an hour, you know, a dollar a day, stuff like that. And then they have their commissary, which is the inmates' food that they're allowed to buy, which is all bullshit, all sugary shit, uh, honey buns and nutty buddies, all type of stuff that leads to you having diabetes and a deterioration of your health, they charge you five, ten dollars for a pack of ramen noodles, which is extremely salty and which leads to high blood pressure. So they just overcharge you because right now you're a prisoner of the state to them. You know, you are, you are owner of the state. I mean, you know, as a person, you don't even have a name. You have a number now. And so I really try to make sure I stay away from, <clears throat> excuse me, I stay away from a prisoner's peer, you know, but the prison to the school to prison pipeline is really real. You know, as I said earlier, they are closing 23 schools and investing in $200 million prisons. And so that's where they see the future. They want free workers, period. You know, you're always going to need you're always going to have laborers because you're always going to have products that need to be made. And they want to make all the money out the products and pay the laborers nothing. And that's the route that they choose and it goes. Unfortunately, it's real unfortunate. But that's all I got for today. I'm going to go ahead and get off. Actually, wait, let me get back into the story. Sorry about that. Mr. DeAndre Arnold, who is the teen from Texas, who I said was put out of, was forced to withdraw from graduation, he had the opportunity to be a guest on the Academy Awards last night. He was a guest at the Oscars, and he was a guest of Mr. Matthew Cherry, 
and he won for Best Animated Short Film, uh, Hair Love, and he himself is as someone who has uh, dreadlocks, a uh, young black man who is proud of his hair, who is proud of his heritage, and, you know, a lot of people just seen the disrespect that that the school showed by forcing him to withdraw from graduation, saying that your hair can be past your shoulder length or something like that. It's the BS that they come up with to really uh, try to mess with melanated people and, and throw them off course is is really shameful, you know. So you really have to stay strong and know that you are going to go through uh, some intense situations but it doesn't uh, matter because you are made to make it. As I said, even though you may be going through it, you are made to make it through it. So hold your faith, keep your faith strong, know that you are on the right direction, you're on the right path. Uh, there are going to be some adversity that you come into, but you are made to overcome that. You know, just keep your, your blinders on, tunnel vision, as they say, and keep going forward. And that's all I got. For today, this is Marche. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of Made to Make It. And you have a great night.